Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here of Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 194. Thank you for joining us tonight. Speaking of joining us, uh, big shout out, as always, to our buddy Dan from Console Wars for topping on last week. We'll see you in the playoffs next week. Yeah, you son of a bleep, you guys. No, our monetization, I just ruined it by cursing <laughs> within a minute. No. Now I have to bleep when you say it and just go blub. Actually, you know what? You got to give me the blub. It, no. You, you got to give me the blub for it now that you're going to screw up our monetization. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. So that'll be our curse cover for the first minute. I just uh. sold my dignity once again for three cents. <laughs> Oh, Dan, you, uh, yeah, the Giants just made it. And Jim, have you been watching all the wild card games? It's been a, it's been a crazy week, Brian. Crazy weekend of games. I can't even think. I mean, I think yesterday's had to go down as the how do you craziest. Get, how do you get four interceptions and still lose? <laughs> how do you Did, do that? I, I turned it off after going into halftime. It was what? 20 zero. It was like 27 zero. I think something like yeah, that. It was something crazy. And I was like, well. This is done. And then I happened to turn on fourth quarter. I was like, wait, wait. Matt Ryan-esque levels of blowing. <clears throat> Amazing. That was, man. So, yeah, this, uh, I will say, it's been some of the most entertaining games for wildcard I can remember in any season. Oh, so yeah. It's, and then what's right now? Is it uh, Ravens and who are they playing? Because uh, tomorrow is Cowboys and Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, who the? That's a good question. I'm blanking out right now. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, no wild card picture is crazy. Um, yeah, next week will be good old Giants. Oh, Ravens Bengals. That's what's going on right now. Bengals. Okay. Um, I just hope the Cowboys lose uh, next week. Yep. I hope the Tom, Giants. Tom Brady, do your thing for the love of God. <clears throat> I hope the Giants do the same as they did the last time. Our Twitter avatar is riding on it. Yes. Nice little so, bet we have going. Yeah, so Dan, don't know if we're going to see you for that, but uh, yeah, it'll be fun. But thank you, bud. We do appreciate you coming on. We always appreciate you coming on. And yeah, we definitely are setting up a uh, legit drink, full drinking power hour, if you will. Yep. Chambers, though. Uh, speaking of drinking, um, even though I am a, a little sicky boy uh, and I was supposed to, we were supposed to get in person today uh, with the daughter having strep, my wife just getting over COVID. I've been testing negative for everything, so I just have something funky going on. I was like, you know what? I'll be good. I won't I won't pass this. Yeah, so, somehow me and you uh, <clears throat> duck, dodge, dip, dive, and ducked and dodged <sighs> our way through everything at friggin' uh, MAGFest. So. I even, like, yesterday decided, like, let me test again because now that, you know, I still have this, like, whatever. Yeah, still negative. So don't know how that's possible and the reports did come out and there are a lot of covid cases from <laughs> MacFest. not a shock <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but yeah no so i am uh i'm still drinking still gotta go with 23 and 23 but i decided i was like you know what i do have some sp that, that specialty 12 pack of beers i said i'm trying to make sure i have like all my flavors for it so i went with an ipa that i haven't tried um, the Toppling Goliath Brewing Company. It's called Pompeii. Um, I think uh, I think Tommy actually got me this. Oh, cool. Over summer. So, <clears throat> so far, um, I'm going to use a gym line. It's fine. Gets the job done. It's, uh, you know, it's got that, like, fresh hoppiness, 
which is good because I haven't really had an IPA in a long time. All I've had is shitty Coors and uh, a bunch of German beers. So I haven't had an IPA in, in a little bit. So it's nice to switch it up. What about you, Jambers? Um, yeah, so I bought some beers specifically for when we hang out together. So we'll be hitting that next week. But I'm actually going with it. One I haven't touched in a long goddamn time. My neighbor's got it for me. It's part of a Christmas uh, box. So some good old Sierra Nevada. The original. The yeah. original pale ale. Yeah. I mean, I have not. I couldn't tell you the last time I've had this. It's probably been like 10 years or something. Not because yeah. not because I don't like Sierra Nevada. I just, you know, it's something I never pick out. When I see that in aisles, I look at that like almost like macro beer. There's some craft breweries like, like like a stone or some of them where i go i know it's good it's not a matter of not being good it's just like i always want to try something new and yes here in nevada they were one of the first pioneers for the term pale ale and like their celebration beer it's probably the last one i had from them in a while they always churn out good shit yeah like know? i'm drinking i'm like man i forgot how good this is it's mm-hmm. definitely like that nice little in between between like the, like, you know, the Rolling Rock version of Pale Ale and, like, an IPA. Like, it's, like, perfectly in the middle right there. So, like, if you don't like IPAs but you want close to that flavor, just go with this. Like, it's nice and smooth. Would you say they didn't go full IPA on that? Mm, never go full IPA, Brian. <laughs> never go full IPA. <laughs> Topical uh, jokes! <laughs> hey, if anyone doesn't know that, then... I don't know what to tell you. Right, that's called Zoomers every five years when they would go, Rodney did blackface in a movie? And then they get all shocked for like a week. <laughs> How did this happen? He's Iron Man. Damn it, Jim. I still want to try to figure out. We've been doing that voice for so long. What is actually the origin of that? Like, I, I, I think it is a specific character, and I can't... I think it's like just evolved over time of us doing I love boobies pops from uh, what do you call yes, it? Yes, yep, yep, that's it. Yeah, from uh, Corky Romano. Yeah, good old Chris Penn. Rest in peace. Yep. <laughs> Don't you shoot my d Yep. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, Jambers, I know we're recording this a day early, and I know we've been both pretty busy, but what uh, what games you've been playing this past week? Dude, I don't think I've touched anything. I didn't have dick for time this past week, so... Uh, haven't, I haven't done any more Shadow or Elden Ring. I gotta get back into that. I spent like 10 minutes with that, uh, Tetris effect connected just to, you know, try it out, but that'll be my pickup when I just have like a couple minutes free kind of game. But yeah, I haven't really done anything. How about you? Um, it's all honestly been Midnight Suns. I'm at that, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm not saying it in a good way, but it's like, I've now in the home base, I've covered like every secret there. So now I'm at that point where it's like I'm trying to just do story missions. Um, I don't know how many more I have left, but I can't imagine it's a ton. So, excuse me. Uh, what I really would like, and I doubt you'll be able to... I mean, I'd be shocked if you do it this year. But seeing how you're such a big fan of XCOM 2, mm-hmm. it's obviously you know a lot of similarities, but so much different because... You know, with XCOM 2, the biggest thing is the permadeath. Well, you don't have permadeath here. You will just lose a mission and then have to restart it if you your heroes die. So it kind of takes some of that pressure of, like, well, I'm not going to lose them out of the equation. But it's still, like, I would say even more strategic because it's like a card... Because it's basically a card-based game. So you have a deck of cards that gets randomly shuffled, but it's played out in XCOM 2 style. So it's really... 
I, I still don't know how to even compare it. Right, does it have like, Pot of Greed? Fuck. I don't know what that is. Right, you draw two cards. <laughs> yes, you actually, that is one of your powers. They don't call it Pot of Greed, you son of a bitch. Don't you dare. Oh, I will. Don't you dare. Man's game. I actually, I actually think you, because you're so into card games, you might actually. I probably really would like it. So I gotta get like a shot. You like it probably even more. Yeah. I've had Slay the Spire sitting on my PlayStation because it was free one month for like a couple months now, but I also hear it's like ridiculously long of a game and also kind of roguelikey. So I'm like, I don't have the time to invest in that right now. Yeah, yeah. And then you add modifiers to cards, and oh boy, well, it's yeah. There, there's just a whole, whole lot, and. uh that's it. That's honestly all I've been playing like, and it's not even been much because there's actually more time now where my son just wants to come in and play Minecraft, and the shit he can do on that is stuff I still haven't figured out. He's like, "Look, I built like a whole roller coaster and a trapdoor system and a this, and here's another portal." I was like, "I don't know what any of this shit is." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I, 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 I was like, I started this game like 25 times and just got bored of it." Old Boomer Brian finally coming out. <clears throat> yep. So. Yeah, that's basically, it's been slow. Like you said, I said, I'm hoping this week I want to finish Midnight Suns, uh, start getting footage on a PS2 for The Shadow, because I've been, I did try tinkering around with my PS2 adapter. I think I have more tinkering, I'll just say. <laughs> um, but I want to, because I, I want to get footage for that. So that's kind of my my next after Midnight Sun. Right, yours is the only version it. that you can change the language to the native Japanese. Oh boy, I can't wait to do that. It, it might be an improvement considering the, the quality of the voice acting in the game. Well, Jim, I mean, I don't know if we're going to get to it, but there would be a certain list that was put out on Tear Maker that suggests Shadow is better than Sonic Pinball. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is funny because Brian sent me this like tier list of like a guy did like a tier of like every single Sonic game. He's like, we should talk about this. I'm like, we can, but like, I've played more Sonic than you, and I've only played like eight Sonic games total. So, oh no, I only wanted to point out the fact that they had Sonic and Knuckles in the S plus tier. That's what I expect. They, they well, but they had Sonic two as the. At first, I thought they were saying it was A. Technically, it's S, but because they're weird and have S plus. I really just sent it to you just because they had Shadow the Hedgehog over top of Sonic Pinball. Oh, he had to make a point to say Sonic fucking Shadow's fun and he's going to die on that hill and bullcrap like that. Sir. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I obviously, yeah. I have no knowledge of outside of like five Sonic games. I can't speak to any of them. So I'm just like, I sent it to you just to piss you off because clearly Shadow's a superior game to your Pinball. <laughs> pinball. <laughs> Did you pick up? Did you now? Let me see. Here's the real test. Did you first right away just arbitrarily look at what's on there? Did you search out like where did they put certain Sonic games? I mean, I just kind of looked where he was putting everything. So, Mm. yeah, I went to it right away at first. Like, where did he put Sonic 3? (laughs) And I saw that and I went, okay. I was like, now where's Shadow? I was like, okay. Yeah, he had that like, what, a B minus or something? Something like that. Yeah. Fucking, oh, I was, oh, I was like seven when I played it. Shut up. The game sucks. It's awful. <laughs> Jim, I can't wait to do that review. Me neither. Because <laughs> that means I'll be done with it. In theory. Or will you? In theory. <laughs> Things in theory. <laughs> so, Chambers, what do we have this week? Because actually, I think a lot of you, I'm really proud. I think you got a lot of questions in this week on Patreon buttload of patreon questions tonight so patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game two dollars a month 
That gets you a, the ability to ask a question on every single episode of this Power Hour podcast. So, he asked it last week after recorded, asked again this week from Brian Reese. Can't wait to hear your take on the limited run games fiasco. Oh boy! So, Jim, this is actually, I I prompted, I asked you the question, you know, about putting this on here. You mentioned we had a question about it. I did, I did a deep dive research into this. Um, there's a million links you could you could go into. I, I needed to find multiple recaps because I still wasn't quite sure. The long and short, and you correct me because maybe you know a little bit more, but um, Limited Run basically released this long-winded statement after releasing their uh, uh, community manager, one of their community managers. Uh, basically, what it's been discovered is, one, for a tweet that's probably seven years old, and mm-hmm. two, for liking tweets regarding the Hogwarts game, the new Harry Potter game, and also following some alt-right accounts, potentially. Yeah, uh, so, okay, so here's how this all prompted. So, yeah, I forget the name of the community manager. So she wrote a tweet basically saying, can't wait to pick up Hogwarts Legacy. So, obviously, anything Harry Potter related instantly has that cloud over it of J.K. Rowling and how much of a anti-trans loudmouth she's become over the past couple years. So, uh, I think the name was like Pink Tinkerer or something like that. Yep, yep. It's someone who apparently ran BronyCon, so... Started it, yeah. Starting strong there. Definitely dealing with a, you know... Oh, God. So, uh, I guess... uh, she put a whole bunch of tweets to Limited Run saying, you know, blah, 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 I hate speech person. When what she basically did was she combed through seven years of tweets to find something to hang this woman with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was about the whole trans in bathroom debate and that all that bullshit. But then it also came down to pointing out, you know, accounts she follows, tweets that she likes and stuff like that. So after all that. Limited Run Games put out their statement that says, uh, this was on January 6th, Limited Run Games respects all personal opinions, however we remain committed to supporting an inclusive culture. Upon investigating a situation, an employee was terminated. Our goal as a company is to continue to foster a positive and safe environment for everyone. And so, as these things do, it was just a huge explosion on Twitter, and it's kind of still going on. I would say it's yeah still going on fairly strong. I, I've seen a, you know what it is. I haven't seen, and you're the internet guy, but I haven't seen a single defender for limited run. Other the only defense I've I've seen in in the weakest terms is, well they're a private company they can do what they want. Like I mean that, there, there's that and like the the trans community's like you know been defending it and stuff like that so. But, yeah, I mean, a lot of, yeah, outside of them, it's been a lot of it's a private company or, you know, just saying, you know, oh, she's a shitty person anyway, who cares, and that kind of crap. So then, of course, everyone starts doing digging on everyone as they do. So, of course, like, Doug Bogart, who's one of the heads of Limited Run Games, like, people started, like, you know, bringing up a ton of tweets of his where he's, like, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a guy in the hardcore left. So, you know, doing his stuff and being like, oh, maybe I should put a thing in my profile saying, you know, these are my opinions. They don't reflect limited run. So that's obviously like the biggest source of hypocrisy you could possibly have for, you know, a person basically doing the same thing. And theirs is from seven years ago. Like, and then the icing on the cake is pink tinkerer has also been chased off Twitter now because people dug through her timeline and she defends pedophilia by saying stuff like, you know, 
the third if I have sex with the 13 year old then the 13 year old basically knows what they're doing and they can determine if they've been taken advantage of or not shit like that so wonderful wonderful people all around god I love my life well love it, talking about this shit. well it's funny because that's a thing we've been over this many times I feel like and we've talked about this <clears throat> yes of course company can do what they want but when you are taking up arms to fire one of your own folks and they clearly did it it felt kind of like rash i don't know other than this person that was calling or rallying for it like what kind of backing they had but like they didn't decide to do a little digging on that person to say maybe this isn't the best source to take it from so yeah. and i mean like i don't know maybe there's some stuff in there maybe they had an extra grind with this person anyway but didn't have anything maybe they took an opportunity to fire someone i don't know yeah. I don't know the back and forth of anything or behind the scenes of the company. But, you know, we can just work with what's been presented in front of us. But, I mean, you could have easily also fired the person and not made a public, you know, virtue signal statement about it. And then mm -hmm. no one would have known. And then no one would have dug through every single thing that everyone's ever said. Because that's what you open yourself up to when you do shit like this. Well, I know I've seen also a lot of, like, analytics. And uh, <laughs> Limited Run has been bleeding followers, bleeding things left and right. And here's the deal. I unfollowed them months and months and months ago. I, I, I was done with them. Honestly, after the fiasco, I dealt with them. We're like, they're not a good company. Like, <laughs> right. I love that your fiasco is really just being a customer at any time of limited run games. Yeah. <laughs> your fiasco yeah. is that's, I bought limited edition of something. It took a year and a half to get it. Yeah. That's a fiasco. Like, that's terrible communication because it's not like I didn't reach out to them. It was just I was ignored. Uh, they're just... They're not a good company. I'm sorry. Like, I even They're if not, you feel, no. yeah. So it's like, I don't need to follow that. Like, I I had no reason to, and then I started seeing this wave of shit, and I'm like, I'm not shocked. Like, clearly leadership there needs a change. Like, they're not the most competent, and they're making decisions like this, which are gonna hurt their bottom line at the end of the day. So it's like, hey, they won some virtue points in one tiny arena. And they, I think they fucked themselves on a wider, wider scale. So, I don't know. I'm and it not... could be a thing where it's just a short term, too. And it'll be a thing where, like, <clears throat> anything else, like, the second they have something someone really wants, they're going to just buy it anyway. So, it'll probably be like that outfall for a bit, and then who the fuck knows. I don't know. I just hope other companies come and just, they just get washed away into obscurity like they probably will. So... I mean, I mean, there's a bunch of limited-run clone companies out there and stuff like that, but, I mean, limited-run... Like anything else, like they are the brand that's associated with it. They're the Google of the, you know, inflated value, limited press release of games, blah, blah, blah. Oh, fuck. What, what company was it that like threw shade at them over the past week? I don't know if it was like Special Reserve or Limited something or other, but they did that meme of the guy like with the two buttons and it was like only 5,000 copies printed, 1,000 copies appear before a flash sale and him sweating, <laughs> something like that. It's like, whoop, yeah. little, little, little finicky there, little whoopsies. I mean, I don't know. I like how you're, seems like you're playing a little bit more of a neutral boy. I guess I respect it. Like I said, I just say, I think it was a shitty move on their part. Of course, a company can do what they want, but given the source of who was calling for this, once again, you go, no. Yeah, just I mean, no. You, you, I mean, if someone like if someone makes a stink, like one, you like if you want to choose to take the side of it, then fine, that's whatever. But like, you don't have to make a big public f statement about it either. 
you can, I mean, maybe they were trying to get ahead of it because a community manager, the first thing they can do is, you know, run to Twitter first and go, oh, we, I was fired for no reason by shitty limited run. And then that makes a whole thing too. Yeah. So I don't know. I think you just, you either, I mean, A, you could ignore the complaint if the person's good at the job and it's not affecting the job. Or B, do it and, you know, not make a public statement about it and not bring a shitstorm on yourself. I guess, to their credit, they've just kind of ignored all the complaints and just kept plugging on with just plugging their products and shit. So they're almost pulling like a Channel Awesome when they had their big controversy and just ignored it and just kept doing their thing and eventually well, went well, away. Well, they ended up turning off comments to all their stuff for a while. So I think they are still off for a lot of Heart things. Yep. Let me, I mean, the, the tweet in question, the big tweet is comments are still off, but... Let me check their most recent one here. Real quick. Do, 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 do. Yep, comments are still off, so there's always that mighty, that mighty brave sand, that line, that line to sand that you take when you turn comments off after a big statement. So yeah. <laughs> that's, and all, and, that's and, always good optics. And they literally have it on what I'm seeing as pretty much everything since that tweet. Every 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 single tweet, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I look at that and I go, okay. You know you fucked up. They don't want to hear about it. Like you're saying, they're going to try to head in the sand, ignore it. Well, you know what it is? They've been they've been complained at and in so many controversies at, in general. They're just like, all right, turn it off for a while. We'll turn it back on eventually. Like, yeah. They're kind of used to making a Twitter firestorm or being the bad guy for a little while. So, Okay. Well, here's the deal. The only other thing I'll say about this, because I feel like we've talked about the Hogwarts games on a bunch of episodes, but it's also a weird thing where it's like, I get it if you don't want to support it because of J.K. Rowling, but, like, remember, it was game developers, all these things. Like, there's thousands of other people who are involved that have nothing to do with that. So it's like you could just also – you get judged for so much stupid shit these days. If you choose to like a video game trailer of a game that you don't – somebody else doesn't agree with, doesn't mean they're a terrible person. That's all I'm going to say. Actually, what do you call it? To that point, we'll get to that later because we're going to be – Spoiler, I guess, for the episode. We're going to be talking about Adam Sessler. So, uh, in his recent breakdown on Twitter. But he was recently on an episode of The Biggest Problem in the Universe. And when he was on there, he was kind of like, Yeah, it's kind of weird that this game is like the line in the sand. It's almost like... And then I think Vito is like, Yeah, it's going to be almost like a Gamergate 2.0. Because it's like, Is anyone really going to give a fair shake to the game? Because they're going to come in it with... They're going to be terrified. You know, yeah, like there's almost some pot. It's almost like, you know, there's going to be no ethics there. There's going to be like either this is my political stance, so it's garbage no matter what, or just go, like, it could just be a meh game. Like, we talked about it when we watched the trailers for it during, like, one of those, you know, uh, the Sony State of Plays. And when I saw the clips, I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. And then I saw it was Harry Potter, and I was like, ah, Harry Potter's stupid. So I just didn't care. So. Here's the deal. I said I, I only just was. But then, Harry but then, sorry to sorry to cut yeah. you off real quick, but like, there's a lot of people who, the second all this shit went down, they're like, "Well, fuck you, I'm ordering Harry Potter." So it's like, "Come on, well, that worked." <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. Now you you're going to have, if it gets positive reviews, it'll be because alt right trolls purposely positively review bombed it, <clears throat> and then it's gonna be combated by people who are automatically never played the game will say it's a terrible game, don't buy it. So yeah, you will see that probably combined effort of like. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be it'll be a thing. I said, when we talked about the game, it looks cool. Um, I'm not... I don't care about how... Like, I've seen all the movies at one time or another, but <clears throat> I don't care enough. Like, if it's free on Xbox or PlayStation or whatever, I'll play it. I'll give it a try, but I'm not going out of my way either way to try it or not try it. Yeah. 
Well, Brian, I know you said I was taking the middle of the road thing, but here, here's going to be my final stance on it. If a brony complains about something, just ignore it. There you go. That's what I like to hear, Jim. <laughs> no, but who asked that question again? Uh, what do you call it? Yeah, well, I put my phone down so long ago. Uh, Brian Reese. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. So next yeah. up from Reliving Retro, uh, the better top 10 games, the PS1 or the PS2? Ooh. Probably PS2. I mean, PS PS One may it, it's like the argument with NES versus Super NES. It's kind of like a, a lot of things might have started or franchises start in PS One, but it's undeniably even functionally better in the PS Two. And as I, and as Jim and I said, like that generation, that PS Two, Xbox, Dreamcast, all that, GameCube, that generation just it still holds up pretty damn well today. So. I think those games will ultimately hold up. That and that's not it's not I'm even though I came to an easy conclusion, PS1 has absolutely killer titles, but yeah, I would probably say PS2 has a better top 10. Yeah, I'd probably have to agree just because it's going to be better to go back to and play. I mean, like if the only argument I could ever see is uh, if you go again JRPGs because you know they're barely games as is so you know you can go you know back and forth between them but outside of that for games with like actual control schemes the PS2 is just gonna be better to play Jimmy son of a bitch what hate hating on debatably one of the most popular video game genres in the world look Brian a lot of lonely people out there who wish they were the pretty teenager who with the magical powers to save the world alright uh, okay Sony show <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> remember that was a comment they made no. When? What? Or no, no. Was it Sony or was it Nintendo? Remember when they were saying about why the PS1 survived and they're like, oh, there's a lot of like sad people. That- oh, dude, that was the president of Nintendo. Oh, there <laughs> you said go. That. So you're a Nintendo <laughs> show. I knew it was one of them. <laughs> Look, a good quote's a good quote. What can I say? <laughs> Next up from Snarcast. Too many games are Magfest. Which do you prefer and why? Well... Locality, obviously, too many games. Oh yeah, it's much much easier to get to. Um, you can't compare. Like, there's so much more to do at Magfest. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the policing was very much more annoying at Magfest. Yes. <clears throat> so the personnel at Magfest sucked. Um. Beer options. Way easier to drink. Way easier to drink at uh, too many games. Yeah, because you be- can also better, just better walk quality around. stuff to drink at Magfest, but way easier to find stuff to drink. Yeah, yeah. Having one bar at Magfest, unless we were idiots and didn't find another one for that big of an area, was insane. Whereas Magfest, I mean, what, what would you say? Magfest is a third the size of. You mean too many games? Or, or t- too many games is what? Like a third the size? If yeah, that's being if generous. That, I mean, Magfest was fucking huge. Yeah. Was a huge so. Menu. Um, but if you're actually looking for games, too many games is a much better option. Um, cause that's kind of like there, I felt like there's a lot more video game sellers at too many games. Uh, yeah. Because too many games is about games where Magfest is a more all encompassing thing. So, yeah, I mean, it really comes down to like what you're more into. Like, do you want the whole culture of gaming or do you just, I mean, I mean, too many games does have like concerts and like panels and other shit too. So it is kind of like Magfest just on a much smaller scale. Yeah, and there's something with me, like, I feel, this is going to sound so corny, this is the same as, like, you find a band you like that plays at local spots versus the big venue, and it's it's nice to, like, 
you know, we pretty much talk to the same people we would at either event. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I think too many games is nice. Also, it's a third of the price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you know can that. choose to buy a one-day pass. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the flexibility, the the kind of loose-knit, like, we're not taking ourselves too serious nature it makes too many games, in my opinion, a better time. Um but it, it, like Jim said, if you're looking for an East Coast version of the Disney World of a video game culture experience, then MAGFest would probably be yours. Yeah, I'm going to go with too many games because I didn't have some little fat nerd come up to me and go, that's not welcome here, when I was like carrying a beer into like one of the halls. So like you could have just been like, hey man, no beer. And I'd be like, all right, that's fine. But every fucking nerd with a goddamn badge had a power trip there. God, it was annoying. I will say... And, and technically, we did wear masks last year at Too Many Games, but I think the smells are better at MAGFest. Yeah, Too Many Games, you get that fucking gamer stank in there. There is no aeration in that. At least hey. MAGFest, like, you can go to different halls, but, like, the main big area is, like, this big, giant open thing, too, so. Yeah, that's true. Well, and it's also maybe because Too Many Games is in the balls hot middle of summer. Probably doesn't help. So, yeah, so. But now, Too Many Games, yeah, for now, that's... Yeah, that's the gold standard for me. Yep. Brian, we're just being homers. <laughs> but I'll gladly be that, as I always am. Next up from Drewski. Best game you played in 2022, and why is it Shadow the Hedgehog? Drewski, fuck you. Uh, God damn it. Uh, it's... I can't even say... It's, uh, at least I played some other Sonic games, so I can't even be a dick and be like, well, it's the best Sonic game I played in 2022. Can't even say that. You can say that for 2023 so far. <laughs> Until I yeah, play I'm... Frontiers. Maybe I'll still say it after <laughs> playing Frontiers. Who knows? The world is my oyster. I mean, we did... I think we covered that in our level 50. Um, like you said, for me, it was The Witcher 3. That was my game in 2022. Yeah, and mine was XCOM 2. Yeah, um, yeah next up from JD Mains. What is the best video game adaptation of a movie? Video game adapt... Okay. Um... Huh. I'd probably throw like three out there. Goldeneye, obviously. Like, I think that was better than the movie. Like, the movie is kind of forgettable for me. And that it's fun, but it's campaign, not great. Yeah, yeah. That single player campaign, the multiplayer, it, it tells the story of the legacy of that game. Um, the little bit I played, the Chronicles of Riddick game. It was like really fun. The the what the something that butcher. Oh, Bay. Escape from Butcher Bay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I guess I would throw in maybe the Wolverine game because that movie was terrible and that game was way better than it deserved to be. X. I think that's actually going up in value now too. X Men Origins Wolverine because you know the license ran out, so it's only from that era. And yeah, people really did like that game when it came out. Yeah. Very very violent. Very like. Oh wow! Like you can do this with kind of like the same feeling I had when I played Punisher. I was like, "Oh, you're you can just do that with a superhero game? Cool! Like that's what I want to see." Yeah, Punisher's a good one too. Yeah, yeah. You could even go like you know back in sixteen bit era, like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie game. Like it's just a fighting yeah, game. Yeah, that's but a great it's game. Per fits yeah. perfectly. I mean, you could do the original uh, Batman on the NES. That's a fun one. Yeah, I mean, that's a great game. It's barely anything to do with the movie, but it's a great game. Yeah. But that's yeah, it. I mean, I think you kind of have to give it to GoldenEye, though. Because that's, like, the game that, like, transcended the movie. Yeah, well, like I said, people... When you say GoldenEye, 
most people think of the game first, then the movie. Yeah, no, I have to agree with that. I would bet most actually younger kids today might not even know there's a movie. They might not. Where's my other beer? Jim, you're just looking around like a goofy ass. <laughs> I know I'm looking like a goofy ass right now. I'm to find the other beer. I don't know. Where <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thirsty. D- damn it, Jim. Find your beer. Oh, well. I'll get it after we're done this segment. <clears throat> but yeah, now, yeah, GoldenEye is, a, is also kind of the easy answer. But it's... Right, it's not Iron Man on the Xbox 360? Jim, I might make you... You know, I might pay the money for us to review it and have you play the game. Just dollars so are dollars. Ah, that fucking game. And actually, what do you call it? You can throw in, like... I mean, like, the Little Mermaid game on NES. Like, it's fucking fun. Oh, it's a Aladdin. good adaptation. Aladdin, great games. Yeah. Actually, like, most... I want to be careful there, but a lot of the adaptation of Disney games, I think, usually turn out okay. Yeah, I mean, at least back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, like, like uh, Fantasia was a god-awful game, but besides that, like, mm. most of them are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I think the transition from movie to game only had a really... It's weird. It had that weird LJN period where, like, people obviously dunked on it because AVGN during the NES... Then I felt like it kind of hit its stride. It was good. And now it's just back to, like, most movies turn into games are just done for, like, just the sake of doing them and they're garbage. And, like, for the most part, they don't even do it that often anymore or almost at all. Like, for a while, Lego was the only one, like, getting every IP and turning them into a game. But outside of that, like, they don't make dedicated games for these movies anymore either. Well, I was going to say, the whole Lego franchise, that is, if you want nerdism and call-outs and all this shit, like... It's that those are the games for you. Oh yeah. No, that's a great question though. I, I think we we did mention before. I definitely think the transition from movie to game is better than obviously game to movie. <laughs> oh. oh yeah. <laughs> no, I like that question. Thank you, JD. Yep. Very good. And last up from <clears throat> Burn Retinas. Are there any games you feel you play better while drunk or buzzed than sober? Shadow the Hedgehog notwithstanding can't escape this goddamn game. So, I don't know if we were on someone else's podcast. I think we did talk about this, but um, I think we called it what it called. Like, you, when you kind of get into a flow state with a game. It's and, like beer muscles almost. Yeah, like when you stop thinking so much. I got a lot of my Warzone wins and Battle Royale in like PUBG. And, like, just because I didn't care anymore and I wasn't mm-hmm. taking it as serious. And I was like willing to kind of fuck around and that's not what you're supposed to do. So, like... <clears throat> I don't know. I think I just did better being just that little bit more relaxed. Um, being completely drunk, I can't say there's any game that's really good other than drinking games. You know, there's that old theory of like, oh, I need a few beers before I'm good at beer pong or this or that. Um, but yeah, no, I think any first person shooter for me, somehow I do a little better with a little bit of a buzz going. If not a little bit drunk. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, we talked about it, like we said before, like, I've gotten some of my best kill streaks in Call of Duty when buzzed, so. Should I just get blackout drunk and play Tetris 99? Maybe I'll finally fucking beat it then. Chip. Maybe I won't, like, be, like, so in my head, and maybe I'll finally just finally get that goddamn win. What would you do if you that, that happened? Like, you got a good buzz on. Jim, do it tonight. You already, you're already going to be two beers deep. Have another one, and then play a game and see what happens. Maybe I should. I mean, it's been a while since I've booted that up, so let's see. Yeah, it's worth a shot. Good little scientist. You know, you know me, Bri. I like my experiments. So, 
Just eat some animal crackers and you'll be fine. I'm out of animal crackers. I did not bring home that half bag of like three pounds I still had. So. <laughs> That was a big fucking bag of animal crackers. Oh, still nasty taste. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, that wraps up the questions for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone for dropping those questions off and for the support. Like we said, if you're a patron, definitely make sure you get your uh, rewards in there. And if you want to become a patron, check all the links below. And if you're new to the podcast, checking it out on iTunes or Spotify, please sub and leave a review. They say it helps. So we'll take any help we can get. Thank you, guys. Always appreciate it. Keep getting those questions in. Definitely. All right, Chambers, so we are back. Did you find your beer? I hate myself. Okay, so my lovely wife, she has this thing that she likes to call Napoleon eyes, where I will be looking for something, not be able to find something, and it will be right in front of me. Well, for anyone who's watching or has ever watched a video feed before, this, this black thing right here, this is like a little soundproofing gate. Like, you know, obviously you can only do so much, but it gets a little bit of the overtones out and shit like that. It was right be behind it. It was, it, was, it was right here. It was like a foot literally in front of my face. Right here. And what I love, Jim, is, you know, I... And I was literally looking like a gopher around, like, where's my beer? Where's my beer? Where's my beer? <laughs> well, what I love is your desk isn't big, so it's like one of the <laughs> obvious spots is you could have just looked behind there. Like, me, I have the advantage of there's not, like, both of my, my monitors are up, so I, obviously I can't miss it. But I have little compartments and other shit going on. You just have... You know, you could have just looked behind it. It's it's a big open space of a desk. I mean, it's cluttered with shit, but it is a big open space of a desk. Not a lot of hiding spots, Brian, except for the one, the uh, one and only. <laughs> All I needed was one. Oh, Chambers, Chambers, Chambers. But Chambers, actually, there is something, uh, two things I want to hit on uh, that aren't topic related, but uh, we forgot. So, uh, Lil Fennec actually gave a suggestion. Oh, yeah, fucking Gabby with a good idea. Yeah. Yep. So uh, doing books. And as someone the past couple of years, I've definitely been upping my number of books to read. I, I love it. You know, anything anything you guys want to throw in there. We got beers. We got games, books. I'd say movies. But, I've, I mean, we could throw movies. I don't give a shit. Like, we'll throw whatever you guys want to do. Whatever your passion is. If you want to yeah. do 23 new ones, then yes. That could be. Actually, fucking our buddy Crooked had a. Nice little revelation for us, Brian. Brian, we are masters of SEO, but you know what we didn't account for? Everyone White women. Else. Oh, I was going to say everyone else who's probably doing 23 and 23. Everyone who is turning 23 <clears throat> in the year 23 and going, oh my god, I'm 23 and 23! Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, Jim, in all fairness, you did come up with this one, so... Ah, spur of the moment. Sound like a good idea at the time. No research done. This is what happens. It's like, what should we call our podcast? Let's be a podcast. We can call it the Power Hour. Jim, how do you feel about it? I'm just going to unlife myself. It's, it's over. It's all over. Can't find your beer. So look, so look, I have a kid who depends on me, or I would just be, I'd be finding a big tree and driving into it at this point. Ah, oh, Jim. Um, but, Jim, I want to hear a little bit of a... Uh, how happy you are and a little congratulations to me on i'm finally uh dipping my toes back into the social media sphere by being on discord for the past week you have you've been shockingly uh what do you call I, it i downloaded it the app shockingly active. to my phone and i was like you know what i'll make an effort let me do an effort here let me see what's going on and you know what jim 
I thought I couldn't be disappointed enough in you. What? And the amount of things I get tagged in because of you, I guess because, you know, I, I don't know how that friend system works on there. Like, I basically, anyone I talk to, I just add as a friend. Yeah. But I guess I see things that come up, or maybe it's just because it's you. Um, the memes you share, not just on our channel, but others. And I go, God damn it, Jim. What? <laughs> Guy has some fun on there. <laughs> it's Jim to the nth level. I'm like, if God. You, I mean, you basically get real Jimmy on Twitter, but if you want real Jimmy, you hit up the <clears> Discord. <throat> it's an interesting place. I do like it. Uh, I, I said I'm gonna I'm making more of an effort to to be on there just because it is fun and like I said I do like the way all the little I don't even what do you even call them sub channels channels yeah what do you call it? I mean yeah you can set up like categories that ha or channels and then categories under them or it's the other way around I forgot what the fuck it is yeah so I we're like not it. really we're not really good at it but we have it broken down pretty good we have a good group of people in ours so yeah real cool so yeah Jim I'm, I'm I'm getting back into the pool I'm putting my toes in there. <laughs> dipping, dipping your feet in, dabbling. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Chambers, last week we did love having Dan on, but uh, we did have to push a few topics, and these two were a little bit newer last week, but still I think they're very much worth talking about. They're evergreen, uh, Brian. They are, but uh, the first one is one, something I'm going to purchase after seeing these videos. <laughs> but uh, you you tagged you tagged a TikTok video. It's Mike versus Beer, who I also had started following from us because I like this guy's attitude. Like, I, I like – this is like an, someone's dad who just decided I'm going to do TikTok videos or something. But um, <clears throat> basically, the Beer Caramelizer is a steel rod that you heat up, and I'm, I'll have the video going as we speak. You heat it up till it's basically red hot. You just plunge it into the beer. And what it does is it kind of like caramelizes all the sugar in the beer, creates like a ton of like foam and head. Um, and it's supposed to be like the foam and the head is gonna be a little bit warm, but your beer at the bottom will still be pretty much as cold as it was. So he tries that with a bunch of beers. And the first one he tried was like Bushlight Apple. And he said right away, it's like a toasted caramel, or it's like a toasted marshmallow with like the caramel flavors with a regular ass Bushlight beer. So now the Bushlight apple tastes like apple pie. Right, we're talking about TikTok, so you have to call it a Bush latte. That's what they call it on there. God damn it, Jim. No, Brian, seriously, like the way I, like Keystone's my like mean beer, like Bushlight is like the mean beer of TikTok. Apparently, like distributors can't keep it in stock now because of fucking TikTok. So what you're saying is we got to make a video on TikTok drinking bushlight basically yes okay i'm down um but i looked into this and there's there's some i don't want to even it's not controversy there's like people were giving this guy shit on future videos they're like yeah a lot of you were saying like this isn't a real thing from germany he's like it was it was way back in the day but what you do and what they used to do was just have iron rods or something like in the fire and they would dip in their beer. Now, in the back, in the way back in the day, it used to be for sterilization. Now, it is a it, it creates a different flavor profile because sugars in your beer they caramelize, give it different flavor. It's an interesting thing. The number it one is basically thing just I, like a cattle prod. We should make a branded DVPG cattle prod beer caramelizer. We definitely can, Jim. We do the beer caramelizer, but at the end, we just have a controller. Ooh! Dunk in your beer. Clever girl. Or make it a dick what <laughs> so you can fuck your beer so so speaking of dicks and your goddamn wife so uh, brian's are you, lovely are you wife. jealous of your soap jim 
So his lovely wife, <laughs> they had a little family get together today. And so the sisters are all, they're all godless whores. Let's just cut the crap here. So your, your lovely wife, Monica, decided <laughs> to make soap for everyone, but she used a certain mold. She used a dick mold. She used so, a dick mold. Ha ha funny, we have dick soap now. But, you know, if something happens when you have dick soap and kids, you can't have the dick soap out around kids. So you have to go to the one fucking bathroom in the goddamn house where you can put the fucking dick soap, which happens to be the one in my goddamn game room. So now I have a dick soap in my bathroom. Thank you, Monica. Thank you so much. Jim. The gift that keeps on giving. Jim. 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 Hear me out. No. For, for, I will not. Hear me out. For our awesome patrons, as an exclusive video, you need to wash your hands with the dick soap. That's all you gotta do. I, I think they, they're owed. And I know yeah. the comments will be flooded with, you better post that video, Jim. One dollar gets you the views, folks. One dollar, everyone. <laughs> All it takes. Yeah, she uh, she got that. Mo- she literally saw some. She's like, some woman on whatever Instagram was making dick. No, it was probably TikTok again. It's always it, TikTok. It, it was something. She's Made like, of ex- what? She, she, she like. She made enough to put a down payment on another house because she was making like dick crochets and candles and cakes and this and that. And she did the fir- first, I think she gave your wife and the other sister, I don't know if it was like cakes or something with it. So she had made something else with it. And then, yeah, I saw her. I was like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm giving, uh, you know, Jim's wife and uh, her other sister soap. I was like, eh. and I thought in my head, I was like, what if his kid goes to use the soap? <laughs> What indeed? <laughs> but then there was a revelation that, like, at some point, Jim's gonna run out of regular soap and just have to use it because you're so anal with soap that there's gonna be a part of you that I know you're both gonna hate it and go tee. I do wash my hands a lot. So. <laughs> Do- it's, it's a, a dollar, g- people. You can dollar. watch me wash my hands with the dick soap. But no, I did this. Got to set idea. the tripod up and everything. <laughs> That's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> But, like, this idea, I want to get this caramelizer, I want to try it, and I want us to do it like him. I want to try it with, remember how we did our blind taste test with all the, like, macro beers? I want to do the same thing with this. Um, But this is something I know for a fact that if you had and you were left to your own devices, you would burn the shit out of yourself. Oh, yeah, there's no way I wouldn't fuck it up. <laughs> I could see you like trying to, like, put your hand to put it down and forgetting. And like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I have like a granite countertop, countertop, and even I would find a way to somehow burn my way through it or some dumb shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, I really, really want to try it. Um, as I said, follow this guy. He has a lot of inter- funny like little beer videos. He gives history on them. Um, but yeah, I, I'm gonna be getting a beer caramelizer for us. And I'm bring gonna be washing to- my hands with dick soap. Jim, do we bring it to too many games and really introduce danger into the mix? <sighs> Like we said, they have lag security, so good. <laughs> just walking around the blowtorch in a cattle prod. Now, did, did you watch any of his other videos or just this one? No. Do yourself a favor. I know you don't watch any TikToks, but watch it, especially that guy. He, like I said, he does some entertaining ones. Yeah, he sounds like a solid dude. And what do you call? Shout out to Crooked again because he's the one who turned me on to this. So yeah, thank you, bud. Now, uh, Jim. Speaking of kids, um. We've talked about kids in tap rooms, breweries, whatever, and as we've said, it's been it's been a thing. Like especially like post pandemic, like it's kind of very normal. You just you go there. A lot of places have really good food or some shit. You bring your kids. Well, uh, Kensington, which is the armpit of Philly, uh, 
basically East Coast even. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. But uh, one of their brewers, Human Robot, which I've never had any of their beers, uh, just said made a new rule that said no kids after 2 p.m. And in this article from the Enquirer, uh, it just goes through it. They basically said like they're a very small tap room, and if you look at the pictures, I'll, I'll post one as we're talking. If you've ever been to a legit tap room, like they're small, and I will say, space like this, I'd personally not, I would not want to be bringing my kid. If I'm going to bring my kid to a brewery or something, like I, I'm going to make sure it's either something that has outside seating or it's like very big because mm-hmm. it's a hassle for the parent too. I mean, granted, I'm not the type that would just be like, all right, go run around, do what you want. Like there are those parents. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this one's putting his foot down, had a lot of people very happy about this. And we talked about uh, breweries and PA, like that's a, always a go-to like big controversial back and forth. Should kids be allowed? Uh, the number one place that gets shit on the most is actually one of the most popular, Warwick Farms. They're like, it's like a fucking kid's zoo there. Like, there's too many kids that come there. Da, 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 da. It's funny that that gets complained about it because, like, a big gimmick of it is it's a gigantic open field. Yeah. Like, literally from a farm. So it's like, you're not really being that impacted by having kids around. You just won't. Like, there's a thousand places you can go to where you won't be fitting kids in. Like, I know yeah. Warwick has good beer, but, I mean... Well, and then, like, so the article goes into it, and if you click on a lot of links, it talks about, like, you know, I'm of the opinion, yeah, if you're coming in there with a stroller, that's excessive. Like, and Especially a to parent, a small room like that, yeah. Yeah. So, I, the same way we talked about limiting it run, I think any brewery has the right to do it. Like, if you don't want kids, say there's no kids. Um, 2 p.m. is a, I feel like that's a weird time. To say, because I feel like most most tap houses don't open till 12 anyway. So it's like a weird two-hour window you're giving where I'm like, either just don't do it at all or, like, make it till 5. Like, do something in between. I think that's when they also have their deal going <clears throat> with, like, a food truck or a food place near there where, like, the food's actually uh, served. So gotcha. it's kind of like their lunch hour. Yeah. And but also, I, even interesting, like, they also have a separate tap room in Jenkintown. Now, Kensington to Jenkintown, it's not like it needs, it, it's not a quick drive. Like, you're driving at least 30, 40 minutes to get, you know, from one to the other. Yeah. So, it's not like it's convenient, but I mean, they still have an option for there if you want to have the beer and bring your kids somewhere. Yeah. As I said, this tap room, I'd say at best 50 people, maybe 60 tops. So, I get it. Um, in the comments, like in the, in the article outlines, like someone's like, now do dogs. It's another thing. It's like, do we want to be, eh, there's those beer nerds. It's like, they just want to go to a dark, damn place, drink their beers, be miserable, do whatever. <clears throat> and a lot. <clears throat> but they're also say, too pussy to go to the local dive bar too. Yeah, well, exactly. So they're like, this is a haven for them. And I will say what I've noticed in the craft beer world is the ones that tend to be like locals or frequent, either they're too old and their kids are moved out or they're the type that's like, I'm just never going to have kids, man, 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 man. Or, or can't find a partner or whatever you want to call it. Like, they're just grouchy fucks in general. So yeah. seeing kids is like, get, the, get them the fuck away from me. I just want to get drunk. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of security people at MAGFest, they go to these places. Mm-hmm. So I think it's well within human robot beer's rights. But I guess, Jim, like you said, me and you being people, we have gone to... <laughs> people of stories. children. Yeah, and you've—I mean—you catch it way more because you probably bring your kid way more than I would. But you said like 
even in some of the breweries, you've definitely caught looks. Yeah, there's been a few where, like, you know, you bring them in and, like, no one does thinks anything. You bring them into another spot and, like, you get looks and you're the only one with a kid there. And, like, you're that people. It's like, mm -hmm. all right, I guess I'm just trying a flight or maybe one beer and then we'll move on somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Not going mean, to me out of there. I'm at least trying something. I mean, what do you think in terms of them making this rule? Is this, like, a, is this kind of F you to parents or is it kind of, like, a reasonable... When I saw the size of the place, I was like, it makes sense. Like, I can't be too mad about that. And you yeah. know what? Even in general, I, I'm also, I'm kind of on your side, though, where, like, 12 to 2 is weird. But, I mean, if you put a bunch of signs out there that says, after 2 p.m., no kids, like, people can't be mad about it if, like, you know, they come by. Like, yeah, it might suck if you went out of your way to try the place out and you bring your kid with you and then you see that and you're like, oh, fuck, day ruined. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. But at least, like, they're not, like, bullshitting you. Like, if they make it known, then you can't be that mad. It's just their rule. Or, like, another spot that's, like, you know, no kids. Like, all right, there's a thousand other breweries that I can go to. So, I'll just do a different one. Exactly. I mean, <clears throat> and people. If you're making a whole day out with your kids, do yourself the favor. You gotta do research. If you show up to a place like that, don't then be the asshole that makes a big scene with your kid there. Like, what do you mean we can't? Like, don't do that either. Like, you're not entitled to it. Like, don't be a dick. So... And then there's also, uh, I forget the fucking name of it, but it's where the old Yards Brewery was. And um, they basically converted that almost into, like, a kid's play place that's also, like, a tap room. So, like, parents can chill out and have beers, but it's still a gigantic open area with, like, a bunch of jungle gyms and shit like that and set up consoles for kids to run around in and play shit. I think that's a very smart idea. And um, it's only, like, you know, a 15-minute drive from this place. So, like, you have spots you can go. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think that only makes sense to me. Um, real quick, I mean, I also want to hit on, I, I had tagged you in something <clears throat> from breweries in PA, but they showed the chart of uh, uh, brewery growths in the past years. And in like 2017 was the biggest boom. And yep. it was 77 new breweries. And then it was like 72 new breweries in 2018. And we've talked a gazillion times, like breweries and beer were like, this past decade has been just a fucking boom. It actually, this decade marks the boom start of craft breweries, especially in the country, but in PA. Yeah. And now it's leveling out. It's like about like 42 new breweries. And there's been a lot of reports of various breweries that are shutting down in PA. It's actually crazy because they almost have like restaurant numbers where it's like a ton of breweries aren't surviving their first five years. Which, I mean, honestly, it kind of makes sense because if you think about it, you're already in you're in a more niche thing than restaurants. And yeah, restaurants have one of the worst failure rates of any opening new business. Beer is so like maybe the overhead's not as expensive, but like yeah, we're seeing left and right and some of them like Insurrection, Alworks, like that that would, that's one that was like pretty getting pretty popular. That shut down. That shut down? Um, really? Yeah. Yeah, wow. like uh, so there there's been a bunch of these shutting down and i think you're gonna see like we saw the boom i think you're gonna see a high number of these now coming out more and more that's just the way of business and as we said there's probably to be honest markets a little too flooded right now i mean especially in like pa where we had like what 800 breweries across the state at one point or some shit like that yeah crazy numbers yeah i mean we're probably once everything gets legal we're probably gonna see that with like fucking uh distributors for like weed and crap like that once that's legal everywhere but I thing, mean, like, I just mentioned it because, like, that's a weird flex to do in this Kensington tap room. Because, number one, Kensington, let's be honest, like, you're not in the best area, even though they are trying to gentrify and shit. 
like to now take the, a stand they're only gonna this. go so far into kensington like where they're at it's like kind of outskirts but, of kensington still yeah but that's what i'm saying like so you're already in a tough enough area to really boom in business you will inevitably piss some people off with that you're gonna lose some portion of business i don't think it's gonna gain you people let's put it that way um and in a market where it's already really hard to compete like you better have some outstanding beer and as i said i never tried their stuff i don't know if you did no i've never been down there so i'm i do want to try their beers um but it's weird to take a stand on shit right now man just make that money if you want to survive I yep. Don't know. So it's a fine line. Got to got to walk the walk. Jim, would the ultimate uh, irony be if they close and turn into a daycare? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> That's one uh, you walk by and then go. <sighs> Jim, speaking of childish, let's talk Adam Sessler. What? Adam Sessler, former of G four. Adam Sessler, who I did not know at all, and this is um, this is not me taking shots. I know when we talked about it. Like, I never watched G4 at all. And no matter how much I was in the gaming, like, I didn't know. Like, I knew the name. And he did X-Play on that or something. Yeah, he right? was the host of X-Play with Morgan Webb. <clears throat> so, I know nothing about that. So, I'm out of the loop there. Um, so, it's not throwing shade like, oh, I don't know him. He's a nobody. I'm just saying, I didn't know who he was. But as of, uh, I want to say it started last week. I don't know exactly when. I want to say the 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 tirade started last week. It was last week for sure. Um, I mean, you can you probably can summarize it better than I can because I I kind of I even though I've dove deep into it, you probably have a better grip on why it started because I still don't quite understand. Yeah. So you you know what it is? The guy's just bored. <laughs> so basically, people started coming after and. Like, ever since G4 shut down, actually even going further back, uh, going back to the infamous Frost tirade from, like, February of last year, you know, when she went off about gamers and shit like that and saying, you know, I shouldn't have to get naked to get your attention, which, you know, fine, whatever. Frost is the last one I want to see that way, but, uh, <laughs> so, like, you know, he defended her right to say it and shit like that and defended her. So he would get jabs here and there. And then when G4 closed down at the end of last year, you know, people have been here and there throwing jabs at him that, like, you know, he's a failure, he's irrelevant, something like that, blah, blah, blah. And then, for whatever reason, the past fucking week and a half, he's just been nonstop on Twitter, like, just going at it with anyone who would tweet at him. So, and, I mean, it's been all kinds of stuff, like, someone will say something like that, and his favorite thing to say is, like, just, like, standard, like, I fucked your mom jokes. Like, the dude's 49, and but, like, that's his, like, go-to. Uh... You know, he'll, you know, be a grammar Nazi with them. And or what's this one here? Well, I stopped drinking a little while back, but I did stick my dick in a tub of caviar while playing Fallen Order today. Like, he tries to do this, like, edgy shit, but, like, he's it, trying it's not to be funny. an intellectual, edgy troll. Yeah, people like are saying, said, like, you're not funny, and he's saying, but I'm laughing. It's just like, okay. Well, as you said, he's trying, he seems like. You know what it is? It's like like everyone in the world who ever had this thought of, you know, after you lose an argument and you think of a good comeback and you're like, God damn, I wish I would have said it right then. It's like he's thinking of this shit later. He's like, oh, now he thinks way too much about this. And he got into it with like RGT85. 85, yeah, he had a big back Smash and forth JT. Like uh, he, he was getting into it with a bunch of people. And yeah, I look at this like, what is this guy doing? 
do on a daily basis. And clearly, like, I I'm sorry, one of the most annoying things is the quote tweeting somebody and then writing over top of it, but then also blocking them so they can It's like, if you're going to be petty and talk shit, like, don't oh, like Tipster did to me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ex exactly. He's, he's basically Amish Tipster. That's how I look at him. <laughs> and, this is I, a terrible profile patron. I know he's doing it to piss people off, but fuck. I don't know what he, I mean, from what I saw from him, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't really look like this for the most part. Yeah. This was like his he, COVID beer, right, I guess. I don't know. And then, like, I saw this, like, where it got darker. It's like, I don't know. People were talking about his wife, and she has a condition. Going. Like, there's all this, there's this weird thing of, like, I can't figure out what was the twig that broke in him that he felt he needed to start the tirade to begin with. Like you said, G4 has been over since November. Something like so, that. So it's like, I guess still kind of a fresh wound and maybe somebody, maybe something triggered where he saw something. He said, you know what? Fuck the game. Like he just decided I'm going to go off. And, you know, his big thing now is I, I'm not a gamer. Okay. He's basically but, saying, I'm not a gamer. I never was a gamer. I do like playing games, but I don't consider myself a gamer. And everyone's like, well, you built your career off gamers. And he's like, yeah, sucks to be you. I was paid to shill shit, which I kind of respect that. <laughs> but he, but <laughs> that's lie. the stupidest thing is he doesn't. <laughs> okay. How do I put this? You don't get to decide if you are something like a gamer. Like, now, don't get me wrong. I think it's. I think labeling yourself kind of as anything, like when people ask, I say I play games. I never have said I'm a gamer, but I, I I play games all the goddamn time. So if somebody says I'm a gamer, I also wouldn't go, no, I'm not. I just play him. Like, yeah. he is a gamer. He can say he's not. It doesn't matter. He is a gamer, but he's like a self-hating gamer, which is like, there's this weird thing going on there where he's got this like weird turmoil. And I think it's probably because he is a bit way more obscure now that i went back and i was like let me let me see what some of his old stuff was it's like okay he probably wasn't a good enough writer to get on a real show so he got onto that like that well he was always like like actually like i i put a link to it below like obviously i don't need like they're not going to get any help from us but like he recently was on biggest problem universe i already mentioned it it's actually a really interesting watch because not everything he says he's wrong. Like, he's annoying, and he's, like, cringe and not funny, and he's obviously, like, bitter. Like, I think a lot of him is, like, he's kind of coped himself. It's like Costanza with that old line of, it's not a lie if you believe it. So I think he's coped his way into just kind of, like, going so far into deep end to be like, I'm not a gamer, I don't care about any of this, none of this affects me, I don't care if the G4 failed, shit like that. So, but I do also think that the gamers who are nonstop going at him for a week and a half now are also kind of proving his point where he's like oh the fucking little gamers are being babies and like they have to defend their hobby and shit like that it's like guys you don't have to like just keep doing this like you're not gonna win anything and he obviously doesn't care like apparently he sold some uh ai program to reddit so he's sitting on like a bank load of money so he just doesn't fucking care anymore about anything i mean here's the deal that's <clears throat> that's well and good. That, that's like, one tweet where it's like if only you did this while g4 was still around and he said the wings aren't clipped any longer so cool i mean here's the deal. i watched a little bit of it he's a very pompous extremely very full of himself i don't know if whatever he's done is worthy of that he, he's believed himself to be cool for you but you could attack any fan base and it's not just game if you went sports if you went music, 
there would be the same kind of diehards. So that's why it's like to make it like all gamers are like, and he falls on the same boring arguments. The, the Cheeto eating basement dwelling, small dick. Da, da, da. And like you said, he tries to, he's like, I'm going to show how smart I am. by. by he's one of those guys who loves to say Dunning-Kruger effect. It's like, okay, we yes. get it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you had like, like Jim for a while there. He had a vote, you know, a word of the day calendar. And he's like, I'm going to use all these. <laughs> so he's like, I got to prove how smart I am. Solidiqu- soliloquy. Straight in effect. That. You know, like he's like, I, it's weird, like I said, to take such a hard stance. This is like the same thing where it's like you call it what you want when you had a friend's like, no way, I'm not, I'm not gay. I love pussy. He's like going out of his way to pops. be like, I'm not a gamer. No way I'm a gamer. I'm way better than a gamer. It's like, no, you are a gamer. You just for some reason want to not identify and then bash him. It's like maybe a gamer fucked his wife. I don't know what's going on here. Something happened where... He's really mad at gamers. But you know what? Here's a weird thing, though. Here's a really weird thing. And, like, from that interview, he actually said shit that a lot of the people who are mad at him would agree with if it wasn't in this context of everything going on right now. Like, if it wasn't for this, it would just be people quote-tweeting going, based, 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 based. Like, uh, like they brought up Gamergate and shit like that. And they're like, yeah, it's about, you know, there's no ethics in game journalism. And he was like, yeah, duh. He was like, it's like what we say on here. There's like three people who do like actual journalism and the rest just regurgitate whatever they're showing for a company. I was like, wow, did not expect to hear that from him. Even though he's against Gamer Gators because they attacked his friends and shit. But, you know, that's whatever. Or even like, it was just like so many random things where you're like, kind of makes a good point. But he's so like pompous and full of himself that like he could so easily be likable with what he's saying. But he's just such a nerd that he's doing it in like the complete wrong way. Do you mean like a gamer would? Yeah, exactly. Maybe all gamers just hate themselves, Brian. Maybe that's what it just comes down it, to. It's it's possible. That's what I'm saying. It's self gamer hate. And I, I'm sorry, I went back and like I, we definitely covered when G4 like had the meltdown. That with Frost is her name, right? Yep. I watched an interview. I think one of the more annoying parts of that interview was him and like his annoying ass fucking seal clapping he was doing during it, and like. Even he's like, because a few times you could tell he got uncomfortable because like Dick was making, he was making a joke, but he wasn't. He's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a misogynist. And you could tell like his eyes, Adam's eyes start like, so he's like that very corny. Like I imagine he's one of the white nightiest dudes out there. Oh, he is. But like, also like he tried to like backtrack on the clapping from like, so I was under the impression because I read somewhere that like he actually wasn't there or on that show when it happened and they just like put him in there clapping. But during that interview, he said, yeah, I was doing that, like, exaggerated seal clap, like, out of Citizen Kane. Where, like, you see someone, like, you know, like, going too far and hanging themselves, and he's just doing that awkward clap, that kind of deal. So, it's almost like he was, like, somewhat dunking on her as she's doing it. I think that okay. was... If, I, I think that was a total cope. I don't believe it for a second, but well, that's, that's what, what I'm he was saying. saying. Like, I, don't, I can't believe any... Like, this guy clearly, like, I wouldn't buy it. If that really is the case... I feel like he should have said it right after it happened and been like, yeah, that was pretty silly of her. Like, because he still kind of defended her. Like, so. Oh, yeah. Well, they they, they, they were like, well, like, why didn't she just go on, like, every show ever and draw more attention to the network for people to watch her by, like, doing interviews? And he's like, well, she got to defend herself to anyone. He doesn't have to do that. It's like, yeah, I guess not. But it probably would have been a fun marketing ploy in, like, you know, 2023 Internet. Yeah. But no, like I said, here's the deal. At the end of the day, you and I have said it many times. 
there's a weird connotation with calling yourself a gamer and I feel this way about any major thing. I, I, I'm never comfortable like when, you know, that whole thing like, who are you? And like, people are generally going to go one away. You're going to say, here's what I do for a job. Uh, here's my religion. Here's where I'm from. Like, whatever you choose. But if one of your first things is like, I'm a gamer, it's like, you could do that. It's weird. But like, as someone who loves video games, I, that would not be in my adjectives to describe myself. Yeah, like, and don't it, we, we've said it how many times on this show. Don't make your hobby your personality. Cause, well, that's a number one, yeah. But also, don't be ashamed. Like, I've also never shied away. Like, if the topic of gaming comes up, I'll talk about it. But well, like, yeah, obviously. But, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, if that is your personality, it's like, I don't know. That's when, yeah, you don't have that be your main thing. And then... So Adam Sessler, at the end of the day, though, his biggest thing is going to go down as being, like, the gamer who hated gamers. That's what he's going to be remembered as. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, and, and like when he first started doing his thing, it's like, man, fuck this guy. Like, you know, turning on everyone who made him famous. But then, like, it just kept going and going and going. And I'm just like, ah, oh, god damn it. Like, that's why we have Gamers Mad as a recurring topic. Because they, they always do this. Go. They always do this. They always prove the person's point almost. Yeah, I mean, you could argue. Uh, you you you've commented on. I watched it today. Being more topical, as of today, Pat the NES dropped a video. Oh, that video was fucking awesome. He like he finally <laughs> he finally responded. And I'm not the biggest Pat fan in the world, but he fucking finally responded to like all the Amico critics who made videos on him over the years, he finally fucking fought back, and it was fucking... I was like, wow, this is great. <laughs> well, that's what... I mean, but to your point, it's a gamer. He didn't let it go. Like, oh, no. it's clearly been stewing oh, that's for... Oh, been, that's been stewing for years. Yeah, so he's like, finally, I'm going to take my shot now. Um, and it doesn't seem like it's the end of the video either. So I, I liked it, too, because it, it was a little more raw. Like, okay, you guys called me out. Now I'm calling you out. I just, it has that very delayed effect where everyone's like, wait, what? Like, well, we did what? <laughs> one thing I always kind of, like, annoyed me about Pat was when he would be very, I hate vague posting, like, just in general. So, like, any time on his podcast when he would talk about people who talk shit on him, he would either give them, like, a little silly nickname where you knew who it was, but he would never directly, like, say the name of the person or shit like that. He would do that all the time. It's like, just fucking say the name. But this video, he just dropped clips and linked to all their channels and shit like that. He just went full bore. Good for yeah. him. No, but like like I said, that's a good example of like gamers got on his case when he was making fun of the Amiga. Then they were defended it. And then when it all fell apart, they all shit on Tommy Tower. Like, yeah, they. They all about faced. That's for sure. It's, you know, it's one of those very weird things that gamers do do, and you get obsessive with it. And also, though, you look at, like, a lot of people who are commenting and who you're talking about. It's like, just like we're doing right now, it's like, they got to make content. So it's also Adam Sessler is the easy content. The amount of times I had to see oh, yeah. that, that Amish goddamn face on video clips, I was like, goddamn. It wasn't even... I don't know what I got more tired of, this or that goddamn policewoman meme already, which I'm already tired of. Like, it both got burned out instantaneously. Um, we're only like three days. We're recording this on the 15th, so we're only like three days into the police girl meme. I'll give it like two more days before I'm like, all right, I get it enough. Oh, it, it's already been burned to. It's like, 
Okay, every every other line. I mean, you're not going to top the I can take six black guys at once or six cops at once, and you have Christopher Dorner and her. So, yeah, that that that's my point. Is now you you had <laughs> probably the, the best ones you could have got, and now you have all the cheap imitations or the tryhards, and you're like, okay, it's like look, the, the best comments already been made. It's done. Like you know, you're not going to top it. You just walked that. Do you know how many times? Back when, like, for that very short period when I was like, you know, I will make some memes. And then I would, like, find one that was, like, too good. I was like, well, I'm not even going to bother doing this. Like, it, don't do it. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's already been perfected. It's done. Like, the best you can do is just repost it or, like, you know, type the same thing as if it was your original idea and steal some likes. Like, that's all that's left. Like, it's done. It's over. Yeah. But now this Adam Sessler shit, like I said, I hope he drops it. I hope gamers drop it. I still, like I said, I would love to know the real story of whatever happened to him that day. That he's like, you know what? He, he really did wake up one day and just go, no, no, yeah, yeah no, something. No, no more. He threw his water bottle across the wall. Yeah. Shit like that. He was like, no. But I mean, he is like, he's always been a really like angry, bitter guy, like. You can check through his stuff, like, when it comes to politics or COVID or I, shit like that. Like I've heard he, he's notorious for his rants. Oh, yeah. He goes off on his rants. He'll disown anyone who's close to him if they don't follow the same rules as him and shit like that. So, I actually heard he's related to the quartering, so it doesn't it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's a rumor. You can spread it if you want. <laughs> that that would that would be some shit. I have, that's the first I've ever heard of it, so... <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny, but that would be extremely funny if he was related to Jeremy. Jesus Christ. Damn, it's completely true. Tweet it out. <laughs> Tweet out right now. Get it started. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I'm bad at social media. Shit. Jim, what you need to do is at the Patreon video, as you're, you're washing your hand with the dick soap, start mentioning it. Hey, so, did you? Jim's facts. Jim's facts. Hey, did you guys know? <laughs> See, Jim? It's gold. <laughs> it's gold, Jerry. Gold. And then after you get enough retweets, hey, well, I got you all here. Here's our Patreon or here's our podcast. Or I'll be the Justin Rowling, right? JK at the end of everything. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, or just say, you know, these opinions are my own. They do not reflect drink beer and play a game. <laughs> I'm going to have to do that for you, goddammit, after seeing that Discord. What? You son of a bitch. Wait, hey, it's in Discord, it clearly says Jim from Drink a Beer and Play a Game. Uh, that's, that's the saving grace right there. I'm like, thank God. Because sometimes I see... Well, we can't have two fucking profiles with the same account and fucking <laughs> avatar either, so... I Sometimes I see you write things on Twitter and I go, God damn it, Jim. Why? I need to make it clear this is you, you son of a bitch, because these people don't know us, and they're like, who's this drink of beer, son, son of a bitch? <laughs> don't let me. What? I know your opinions. What? What? My great opinions? Perfect? Flawless? <sighs> but, Chambers, how did, uh... <laughs> so... What was the first beer again? No, I just had three uh, Sierra Nevadas. The Sierra Nevadas. Yep. So, is it bringing you back? Or are you? Yeah. It is a nice All... throwback. Like it's such a smooth beer to drink at this point. Like yeah. I can't remember back in the day if I would drink and I'd be like, "Oh man, this is a whole lot of like flavor in this one" or something like that. I don't remember ever being like really taken back by Sierra Nevada even back in the day, but it's it's good. Yeah. It's smooth. It's definitely you know. It's more macro. Is it owned by AB InBev now? Is that another one that got uh, Sacrifice of the Gods? That I don't know. I mean, I know if they are, it's going to be a similar situation to like a Yingling where it's like, we're craft and indie, but they're so big they can't fail. Right. So, 
Yeah, I, they may be. It's a good point. They might be, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but no, it's really solid. And if you want that, like I said, if you want that, like, IPA flavor without licking a tree's asshole with hops, like, it's it's a good one to go for. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, the Pompeii, um, I mean, I, I've said many times, regular-ass IPAs, they're never going to, like, oh, my God, wow me. But it was nice. It, it's a nice, fresh, hoppy flavor that in the middle of winter, especially now that it's finally starting to get cold, not that I'm happy about it, but like we've had 60 degree days for, I feel like two weeks and all of a sudden- Dude, Christmas was like 10. We went from like 10 to like 60 and back to 30. Like, make up your mind. So it's it's a nice little refreshing break. So I do enjoy it. I think if you're into IPAs, give it a try. And once again, I'm a sucker for it. Put, Put some effort into your cans and this toppling Goliath Brewing Company. They put some goddamn effort into it. That is some good can art. That is some really good can art. Yeah, so try it out. But, yeah, I finish it off with good old classic roll. Hey, speaking of pale ales. Yeah. (laughs) The extra pale ale. Oh, well, you got me there. Shit. (laughs) Right. So with that. Speak back to white girls. You're just a little bit extra. That's all it is. It's 23 and 23. Some will call me XD. I don't know. (laughs) But (laughs) we truly. Damn it, Jim. We truly (laughs) appreciated everyone. If you're still watching, please make sure to hit that subscribe button and hit the notification bell because the algorithm does not like our name. So you might not always get notified when we post new videos. If you're listening, as Jim said, subscribe, give us a five-star rating. Even if you want to bash us, tell us how much we suck or whatever. We will read the comment and we will respond to you. Come on, bronies. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it, bronies. (laughs) Fucking weirdos. With that, we want to say... Damn it. We want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers, guys.